Thank you for listening to another episode of Ask a Black Woman on Thursday, April 9th. It is your girl, Shanera the Mouthpiece. And um, I'm going to answer the question, what are your insights so far on COVID-19 from the Ask a Black Woman perspective? Now, I did not want to add commentary about COVID-19. I believe that the world is replete with COVID-19 reflections and commentary in abundance. And uh, I prefer to have my space to be um, a refuge, if you will, which is why I think that my poetic affirmations that I posted last week here um, was, was so well-received and much needed. Um, but we don't live in a utopia, you feel me? We live in in the world. We live in good old planet Earth. And I'm going to answer that question. And what comes to mind immediately are the statistics um, for the disproportionate amount of Black people who are um, being diagnosed with COVID. And um, it makes me reflect on in case you guys are not familiar i'll just spit some statistics um for instance in my hometown chicago even though black people make up like maybe 20 percent of cook county 70 percent of covid19 cases are black people black people 70 percent and so um it's it's the same throughout the world just let's just let's just lay some groundwork now what are my thoughts on that so I live in, uh, well, up until Saturday, (laughs) I'm a resident in the MacArthur Park neighborhood here in Los Angeles. If you are familiar with MacArthur Park, it is a low income neighborhood and in a lot of respects and a lot of regards. Um, There's a lot more brown people, people of Latinx descent that live in this community. Uh, And it has been my unfortunate experience to see firsthand what it's like to live in a neighborhood um, where you what your needs are and the disparities are so prevalent. So right where I live, you have a lot of the uh, public offices, such as your public services, your housing authority office, and uh, there's another one. So they're all right in walking distance within my place. And uh, surrounding MacArthur Park, you do see a lot of um, homeless, a lot of tents, that sort of thing. You do, and so when I'm out getting my walks, when I could get my walks regularly, it's very common to see that right in your face on a daily basis, pre-COVID-19. That is regular activity over here. You see um, a lot of people with mental illness primarily as well. Um, The cases for... Crime um, seems to be a little higher over here as well. Where am I going with this? Well, right when um, the panic set in about a month ago, 
right when people began to rush to the stores and harbor food, etc., yours truly was oblivious to it all. I happened to actually be all the way in West Hollywood and decided to go to the Whole Foods to pick up some stuff because, of course, there is no Whole Foods where I live, nothing like it. So lucky me, because I have a car, I can go to these other neighborhoods and buy my preferred items. So I go there and um, a lot of people were, you know, all the shelves were being emptied out and stuff. And I had no clue what was going on. Where am I going with this? So I come back to my neighborhood and, um, you know, the, the, it was different. It was definitely different. And over the course of the the weeks of uh, the last few weeks of March, you know, uh, Mayor Garcetti uh, would begin to release statements about what he was doing. Now, in our area, in our area where we live in a residential, I have been fighting for pre preferential parking since I moved over here last July. And Mayor Garcetti did not include in his parking um enforcement for stay at home that the people of our area would be uh alleviated of having to leave their homes their apartment buildings to feed the meter what does that look like well i tell you so sometimes when i'm sitting in my window i could see parking enforcement uh, riding around literally ticketing people who uh, live in their build like ticketing people that are parked outside the buildings where they reside. Our meters over here in a residential are 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday, even when the public buildings are closed and you, we can only feed our meters in one hour increments. What is that? What does that say to black and brown people, lower income people, when you tax them ridiculous you in the places where they reside and struggle to pay high rent? So I see that like just the fact that even in a pandemic situation, if you don't run out and feed your meter every hour on the hour, you risk getting a $65 ticket. And, you know, quote unquote, lucky for me, I'm single and without kids, but I have a sister that's married with two kids and a dog. She don't live here. But when I talk to her, um, She's working from home and homeschooling the kids while her husband sleeps because he works at night, has to work at night, mind you. And she's she's haggardly, like trying to maintain and cook and go with their school work with them. And I'm thinking if you run in a house like that and you burning both candle wicks at both ends, you gonna forget to go down and feed that meter. You gonna be a minute or two late, maybe, or something like that. And I'm thinking, like, wow, they not doing that in the mother areas, man. They not doing that. So something as simple as parking is something that is disregarded in an area like this. Um, I remember me having my righteous indignation when I went to go check on my car at one point and I saw brown people outside um, with their children not covered up and I was like what is wrong with folk don't they understand like this stuff is killing people left and right but then again I'm a child a product of the ghetto myself and it makes me think of 
you know, what if this pandemic had hit in the 90s and it was me and my sister and my mama and I and I live one bedroom apartment and uh, what would have been the case, you know, with that that poor black single mother with her two little kids? What would it have looked like with us? Um, we would have been. First of all, me and Rita would have been scrapping at each other, legit fighting, like keeping us cooped up in the house would have been too much. Um, our mother was an alcoholic. Our mother could be physically abusive. So that element definitely would have been present. She would have been drinking a lot and most likely would have been going off on us. Um, and so the refuge of leaving out the house to do something as simple as go to the store, walk around the block, go to the park would have been something that a, a poor black ch child in the hood would have needed to do. The mother would have wanted it to happen and not because she didn't care about her child. So social distancing is definitely a privilege that me as a black woman, I have to think and understand like, yeah, like you live by yourself, but you still in the hood. Um, had you been or had you, you know, had, had it happened when you was a child, this is what it would have looked like for you. Right. And so that is why it is, you know, the judgment that we have while we have the ability to work in the house. A lot of us um, against um, black folk that we find are having a parties and stuff like that. The reality is, is that, you know, most black folk, because we live on a regular, in a regular quote unquote normal situation, our life is on the edge um, for a virus that we can't see, but we do see heart, heart, heart disease, diabetes and stuff. That's something that's tangible. Um, other addictions are something that we see that stuff is quote unquote more real right and so for people to judge black folk or to wonder why we do what we do in this situation it's kind of not it's kind of insensitive and not being empathetic and yeah it's wrong when we see it and it looks defiant but then there are, it's layered. It's not just one way. It's, yeah, yeah. You have to really put yourself in folks' shoes. Why would they put their life out there? You know what? Because our life is already out there in a lot of ways. <sighs> mm. So uh, what I'm basically summarizing here, what my point is, is that the racial disparities in the cases of black people, particularly that are catching this disease are simply a reflection and it mirrors us catching all other disease. It's a form of the racism and the poverty that we are exposed to exponentially more than any other group. The fact that we still have to go out and work most of my people still have to. They have to choose between um, not eating and not paying this rent or staying at home to protect themselves because they're going to do these frontline 
jobs. They gonna be at the grocery store. They gonna drive your bus. They gonna drive Uber if they can. They gonna do what they gotta do. They gonna clean these toilets and these places and stuff where y'all don't be wiping the seat when you hand, finish handling your business. They're going to do what they have to do. They gonna be the CNAs uh, and, uh, and wiping the nasty poop from your aunt so-and-so that you don't visit in the nursing home. If 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 I got to go out, I got to make this money. If I have an opportunity to still have a job in this, then I'm going to do what I have to do. My own mother was a CNA. You understand? She would have been working her shifts back to back per the usual. She would have been on a crowded CTA train, red line, doing what she had to do. That's my perspective on it. Uh, I'm taking a step back and looking at it from the eyes of where did you come from? Not where you are now. Where did you come from? And what is still the reality of a lot of black folk? It's your girl Chanel to my piece. I'm glad you listened to my um, low key rant, high key rant about what it what what my perspective is of COVID-19 from an ask about woman's lens. Y'all be blessed. Hit me in some comments. Let me hear back from y'all. Do you do you live in an area where you see how stuff is uh, how it plays out in the hood? Like people got to go to laundromats. There's a laundromat within walking distance because everybody don't have a laundry in a unit. (laughs) What is that? That's a condo. I don't live in a condo or have the privilege of having one in their building. Luckily, I do too. But even then, I'm like, ugh, I got to go down here to the laundry room. And But that's a privilege too. I didn't have to go put my stuff in a in a shopping cart and go to the laundromat. You know what I'm saying? And even still, I saw somebody say, you know, if you have to go to the laundromat, put your stuff in there and then go stand outside or go sit in your car. We didn't have a car. <laughs> we walked to the laundromat to do our laundry. You see, uh, people have to take buses and stuff to go to get to get their groceries. That was us back in the day. Or oh, we did a lot of walking. I said I was concluding. But there's so many layers to it. Get off y'all high horse, man. People doing their best to get by. And even if people maybe appear to be just out and out rebelling, you know what? Your, your health can't even afford to have that kind of anguish, man. Like, chill out. Chill out. All right, that's all I got to say. Y'all be blessed.